Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stuff, working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) Hi, babes. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful, thank you. Oh, that's nice. Um, (laughs) How are you? I'm good. By the way, this week I was trying to... Uh, someone in the office was very kindly just showing interest in the podcast. Oh. And they're like, I can't find it. Where's the podcast? And they came over with their phone. And I was like, okay, so it's called You're Welcome America. So they started typing in Y-O-U-R. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like you as in like you are. So they were like, okay, Y-O-U-A-R. It's like, no, no, it's not that. We got there eventually. Oh, is that why we've got no listeners? Yeah. <laughs> People are desperately searching for it. He was quite sincerely said, well, I mean, that's quite hard to find i was like back off <laughs> um so what has been going on i think that there's definitely a um a new addition to the you're welcome america studio that i can hear well tap, tapping away in the background we have the you're welcome america studio dog we do this is fabio if you want to follow him on instagram uh fabio the chi chi yeah <laughs> sure um <laughs> so yeah we have fabio the chihuahua he is two years old um, I adopted him. So what does that make me, Fraser? It makes you a dog dad. There we are. Dog dads, ahoy. Ugh, so infuriating. Fine, whatever. Are you calling my, my new dog infuriating? Yes, <laughs> you and your whole dog endeavor is infuriating. No, I love Fabio. He's very cute. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, he's all good. What's been going with you? Um, well, I am. The reason I'm so tired today, which is always great to announce, is that uh, <laughs> buckle, <I laughs> buckle up, listeners, for an exciting hour with tired Fraser. <laughs> no, I I went to a very fun thing last night, which actually is going to be my topic. Um, so actually, I can't really talk too much about it. But okay, yeah, I was out till very late last night, way past my bedtime. Um, but can't wait to tell you about that. Ooh, we'll get into um, it. Other things to tell you that I've been up to uh, today. I did some laundry. Went to my first laundrette, laundromat. I couldn't get into it because there was a fire brigade there. And I think they might have been putting out a fire in my laundrette, laundromat. So that was really exciting. So I had to drive to another one. I found this other one. And then I almost couldn't get into the bloody front door because they were filming like some kind of short film or some bullshit outside of it. All I know is... so annoying it's, it's like do you remember on broadway market in london didn't they have a laundromat there and then it became like a, a venue uh, yeah it, it became like a thing it, it was very that i just know that there was whatever the scene was it involved this this very thin actress in sunglasses and a floppy sun hat stomping out of a building and answering being really angry on like a payphone a payphone yeah so it's such an it could tell it's like a real edgy short or something oh, edgy, and then they're gonna have me in the back fit. of the shot pulling out my bag of laundry in my uh <laughs> my horrible i was basically wearing my pajamas stomping into the laundrette like scowling at them wait was it still working though was it still <laughs> yeah 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 i managed to do my washing but that was that story oh <laughs> uh, well i think we should pretty much get into some feedback because we've got a lot going on absolutely you don't want to hear any more about <laughs> what i've done today fine tell me less it's time for feedback Okay, so now here's the thing. You know how you 
well, we shouldn't say, but we should say, but we will say, you know, you deleted episode nine. Uh-huh. And we lost episode nine. Yeah. And we were like, no one was interested. No one was clamoring for it. However, when we finally put up an episode, Phoebe in the UK said, yay, my commute has been 98% less entertaining without this. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, Phoebe. Yeah. Oh, my so God. one person missed us. Oh, thank God for so that. That's nice. <laughs> Okay, we've had all kinds of comments. Here is one from Hannah Dawson in London. Uh, Love your podcast. Now, she's referring to the Billy episode. She said, I tried to copy the aubergine suit look for a first Holy Communion party. Oh, my God. But closest I could find was a very thick suede from a specialist leather shop (laughs) with with ribbed cream polo neck. Oh, my God. And then she, she finished off more Billy Conley than Billy Piper, sadly. Oh, my God. I love the idea of her getting that at, like, a specialist leather shop. <laughs> For a holy communion. You can really imagine parents being like, what are you doing? And you're like, it's because I want to. Actually, in, in Billy feedback, I have uh, another another comment from Shanina. Oh, London. hey, Shanina. Um, she she confirms there was defo a bouncer that turned into a rhino in the Billy Piper video. Yes. Which I completely forgot about. Yeah. Groundbreaking. We had some other comments on uh, the You're Welcome America uh, Instagram page, which you can always find at You Are Welcome America. <laughs> Please go there, like us, follow, make comments, do as you will. So we had someone called Secret Core Listener Charlotte here. Oh. And then she's put in brackets SCLC. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can. You can assign it yourself, but that's pretty good. Um, she said that my feedback is that the specials format is very much a winner. More please. And perhaps Michael Balenson could be invited to be your next guest. Oh. And then Michael underneath, and we can say his name now because the Amazon rainforest is gone. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Michael underneath said, I just want to point out that I did not ask Charlotte to say that. Fans are demanding my inclusion. Rainforest be damned. Oh, Wow. <laughs> So well, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we will say we may have some um, celebrity guests coming up in future episodes very soon. Ooh, Stick around for that. that. Ooh, ooh. I can reveal it is not Michael. <laughs> What else have we got going on? Oh, we had Camille Wallace in um, New Zealand. She said, fact, Kendra Wilkinson's favorite restaurant is Olive Garden. (laughs) Says it all, America. (laughs) Girls next door days. (laughs) So that's one thing. Um, And then actually, uh, I mentioned, uh, we talked about Atomic Kitten in the Billy Piper episode. And uh, Lydia in uh, London, my friend Lydia, she... (laughs) She, she commented, your mention of Atomic Kitten has triggered my trolling shame. So I'm just going to tell you a little story. Um, <laughs> a few years ago, there was a, I think it was like a celebrity gossip uh, program on Channel 5, which is a network in the UK. And I think it was sponsored by OK Magazine. Um, and they had their own like gossip show at like five o'clock. I think it was live. Um, this it rings was a bell. hosted by Jenny Frost, a uh, member of Atomic Kitten. The, the Frost. Bad, the Frost herself. And I believe that one day uh, my friend Lydia was watching that program and decided to be an internet troll and tweet about the fact that you could see Jenny Frost's knickers, uh, translation underwear. And could you? Uh, and I, I don't. I wasn't. I wasn't present for this. Okay. Uh, but the best part is, is that Jenny Frost saw Lydia's tweet and replied, "Oops," with a winky face. <gasps> and Lydia, Lydia said that she's never felt more shame as she did when she was caught trolling Jenny Frost. Lydia the troll. Oops. Well, do you remember there was that club night in London for a while and uh, it was in East London just before I left London and they threw a night which they called the Liz McLaren perfume launch. 
<laughs> do you remember this? I do remember Liz that. McLaren, another member of Atomic Kitten, and it all like was like a big joke. <laughs> and then Liz McLaren caught wind of it, and she released like a statement on Instagram or Twitter being like, this is 100% not authentic <laughs> and nothing to do with me. And I replied to it and was like, oh, babe, so excited about your new perfume. And she was like, I'm afraid this has nothing to do with me. Sorry to sorry to dismay the fans. Did you got a, you got a reply from Liz McLaren? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so we've just got two more to go then. Yeah. We need, so to, we, get a Kerry, we need to get a Kerry Katona mention from and an, someone. And Natasha. And uh, Natasha. Hamilton. Hamilton, thank you. Yeah. All I had was Beddingfield. Could you see the panic in my eyes? I was just like <laughs> wide-eyed and panicking there. Okay, we've had some more feedback. Siobhan Harvey, she says, I think Katie Price and Aubrey O'Day share really similar energies. Can we say <laughs> either of them are successful singers? And we've seen a lot of their bare skin and limbs over the years. <laughs> Wow. And then and then she followed up saying, also, I don't think either of them has ever had really good hair. <laughs> oh, and congratulations to Siobhan, because that's uh, her new married name. Oh, Siobhan yeah. Harvey. Yeah. Well, there we go. Congratulations. Congratulations, Siobhan. I think that's pretty much it. Shall we get on with the show? Let's do it. And we're back. In every episode, uh, we tackle a topic. One British, one American. And Ben, you are going first. I what have you got? Okay, so following on from our Drag Race UK special, hope you're all watching. Um, I watched, well, we both watched the episode of, the first episode of uh, UK Drag yeah, Race. Team it was Crystal. A dream. Hashtag Team Crystal. Now, there was a character on that called The Vivian. Uh, I just want to read The Vivian's description. She says, I'm a scouse wife who has come into money, moved to LA and blew it all and then had to move back to Liverpool. <laughs> so inspired by The Vivian and inspired by conversations in my office where I had to explain what Liverpool is, <laughs> my topic this week is Liverpool. <gasps> eh, Liverpool. Hey. So, oh, okay, we, I really just off the bat, I need to just, we need to really get the accent correct. So okay. we're talking about Liverpool. Eh, Liverpool. Eh, Arise. Arise, yeah. Well, my, ooh. Well, my, mm. my main entry point into doing a Liverpool accent to the, the American listeners out there, if Liverpool's a city, and if you're from Liverpool, you're a scouse or a yeah. scouser. My main entry point to Liverpool accents is uh, Colleen Rooney. Uh, this is Future Fraser. Uh, I just want you all to know that we recorded this episode before the Colleen Rooney, uh, Rebecca Vardy scandal that's rocked the world. Um, just know that if we had known about it, um, everything we would have said would have been funny, insightful, amazing, grand groundbreaking and we would have won awards for our content covering it but uh it was just before it happened so who cares she is a wag <laughs> and she had a show called colleen's real woman oh, and it was God. just so <laughs> it basically colleen's real it's about 10, 10 years ago and then colleen's <laughs> real woman she basically I, I, I tried to rewatch episodes still don't really know what happened but basically she had to find <laughs> women who don't look like supermodels and turn them into models. Yes. And that was my entry point for accent, where it was basically Colleen, who really does not have much energy. And she'd be like, eh, I'm going to find a real woman who kind of represents it. Who's literally Colleen. And I'll tell you what word is a really good word to get into it that she said so many times in that show. What? Curvy. Curvy. She was always talking I about girls being curvy. I need to find a real curvy girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play a little snippet from Colleen's Real Woman, just so you can find out what the hell it was about. Colleen McLaughlin is the nation's favourite tabloid sweetheart. At just 16, she hit the headlines as Wayne Rooney's girl. Five years on, she's gone from fresh-faced teen to fashion icon. Okay, here she comes. But she's still your average girl next door. Here she comes. Uh, thank you. I am an ordinary girl. I haven't got the 
data of them typical you know, models on the catwalk and people always come up to me and say, oh, you're just like one of us, you know, you're right. I don't know what they expect me to be. So that is... <laughs> Colleen. <laughs> Can we just talk about that clip? Just sexy back as the backing music. That voiceover was definitely Fern Cotton. It was Fern Cotton. 100% going to be a topic for another day. I think for when we, when we do Radio 1 as a topic. <laughs> so um, we're talking about Liverpool. Liverpool is a city in uh, northwest England. It's got an estimated population of about 500,000. Liverpool used to be, so it's on the water, much like my hometown of Glasgow. It is very industrial. And then over the years, sort of, I think it had a lot of money. Then it declined. And now it's sort of back. Yeah. What's always weird about the UK is that it's a small place. But there are some parts of the cities in the UK that are so specific and distinctive, yeah. and Liverpool is one of them. And what is insane about Liverpool is it is so close to Manchester, another northern town, and they are, like, two different... They're, like, worlds apart. Their accents are different. Yeah. Everything is different. And they are, like... How long, how long does it take to get between them? It's, oh, like, an hour away or something, Probably. Right? It's insane. So, Liverpool... Now, I just want to... Much like in the Billy Piper episode, I'm just going to deal with the elephant in the room. There are some very famous people who are from... Liverpool. Okay. We're not going to get into it, but the Beatles. Oh, God. I didn't... <laughs> did not even consider that we were going to talk about them. I'm annoyed you've even said that. Because name. we're not. Who cares? Zero interest. Much like Queen, much like Doctor Who. Yeah. The Abba. Beatles, ABBA, <laughs> none of these are ever going to get mentioned again in no. this podcast. You're welcome. Okay, so back to <laughs> Liverpool. So it's this little kind of industrial city, but it's got its own distinctive personality. And I think for us, it's been shaped over the years by very specific celebrities who are from there. Yes. So for example, um, you brought it up last week, I think, when you did a really bad impression, but I'm just going to play this little clip for you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Blind Days. And here is your host, Missilla Black. Now, will it be love at first sight tonight? Let's find out as we meet three lads looking for a girl. Here they are. George from Aberdeen, Roberto from Jersey, and Pat from Gateshead. <laughs> Pat from Gateshead. Pat from Gateshead. <laughs> so, Silla Black is at, was um, an entertainer, and she was around, I think she was around at the same time as the Beatles, actually, yes, in the 60s. Sorry, was. don't want to mention them. But she was a, a singing entertainer, and she then, was. for us, she became famous because in the 90s, oh. Blind Date, which was... What was Peak it? 90s. Peak 90s. And it was like... On a Saturday night, if you weren't watching Gladiators, or if you weren't watching, I don't know, Man O' Man, or you weren't watching Baywatch, Man O' Man, you'd be watching Blind Date. And and she, she, even in the 90s, I feel like our whole adulthood, she was the same age. Oh, 100%. She She was was frozen in time. Frozen. She was always about, like, late 40s, 50s. Yes. And she had big... Uh, red hair in a sort of like a I don't know like a helmet beehive something it's hard to say mane a mane it's, yes it like was a, a lion's mane yes <laughs> and she presented blind date and she was scouse and she had that accent and what was one of the phrases she would always use in blind date she'd always say as you tried to to do last week she'd be like let's see let's see who's up for a date Chuck hey Chuck Chuck hey Chuck, Chuck. 
And there was our Graham. Our Graham. He's our Graham with a quick reminder. <laughs> and you heard Graham at the top of that clip being like, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, what was great about Blind Date, my two favorite episodes ever was, so the show was so big in the 90s. Um, had like 13 million viewers an episode or something ridiculous. Bearing in mind, the UK is very small. That's <laughs> that was everyone. That was everyone and more. <laughs> and um, in one episode, so in Blind Date, you picture your person yeah. that you didn't get to see. They had they had Blind Date here, right? They did have Blind yeah. Date. I think, was it called something different? Mm. Mm, who knows? Um, the dating and, game. And then the next, so so say for example, I chose someone. You then go on like a little, a little date, probably to like Lanzarote. And you come back <laughs> in the following episode, the following week to report back on what happened. Now, one of my favorite episodes where it was, like, as I say, the show was like a phenomenon. So, I don't know, the couple had just been to Lanzarote, and the next week they come back to the studio, sit on the couch, and uh, Stillers are like, How did it go, Chuck? And then at one point, they're, so they're talking about it, and then she says to the girl whose name is like Sally, She's like, Sally, there's something we know about you. Oh my god, I know exactly which episode you're talking and about. And it turned out Sally was like an undercover journalist. She's like, we, know, we know you're a journalist, Chuck. <laughs> We know you write for a magazine, Chuck. And I just think it's very unfair what she's done. Because <laughs> you've taken a real date from someone who's actually single. So that was a phenomenal episode. That was amazing. And then and then one of the final, ep- in fact, the final episode, she didn't tell anyone she was going to do this, but right at the end of the episode, she just turned to the camera and went, right, and that's it. And I'm going to retire from Blind Date. And no more episodes. Bye. <laughs> and that was it. So still, she was back. great. She also did Surprise Surprise, which is a program about people being surprised. <laughs> <laughs> with like long lost family members all kinds of things and, and mo- she sang a song I was going to say no, most importantly she sang a song <laughs> it's full full, full of surprises it's surprising our dreams come true I'm not sure <laughs> about the, the lyrics and then, and then it always ended with and the biggest surprise <laughs> of all is you and then still like straight from the song she'd be like that's it for surprise surprise see you next week life is full of, full of surprises people need to sing out of shows more often don't they just like I'm going to sing the theme tune now. See ya. Why not? That, that probably wasn't planned. She probably just... She, probably she went rogue. Just, yeah, just going to sing this. And then in her later years as well, at the Royal Variety Performance. Do you remember this? So the Royal yes. Variety Performance, just to give context, every year a giant show is put on for the royal family in a theatre It's televised. I know, it sounds crazy. And the winner of Britain's Got Talent always goes in it. But about 15 years ago, she was she was probably 70 at this yeah. point, she did like a sexy striptease. Yeah, that was weird. For the queen. Yeah. <laughs> for one queen to another. <laughs> so that was Scylla, RIP. But uh, she's a, a wonderful example of a, a scouser. She really is. She's solid. A yeah. solid scouser. Another famous scouser is... Um, my old boss of a show I used to work on in the UK, uh, famous. I believe we said that uh, it was he was the UK equivalent of RuPaul, which was Lily Savage mm. or Paul O'Grady. I thought you were just going to mention like some random boss you had who wasn't famous. No, no. Um, he was uh, he was like a kind of a similar trajectory to uh, to Cilla uh, Black. Just kind of he was a drag queen um, kind of entertainer, and then ended up somehow just being the face of like. Every single game show had his own like chat show. I worked on his on his talk show when he was kind of not in drag. It's wild. He was from Birkenhead, which is a place just outside of Liverpool. And he Birkenhead, Birkenhead, and he and Silla were good friends. Yeah, oh, that, oh, they were chums. I know I've skipped over, but just going back to Colleen Rooney real quick. <laughs> okay. So one thing that's important to know for everyone to know about Liverpool is that there's a very specific style and there's a very specific look and it really came to a head about 15 years ago when WAGs came about. Yeah. WAGs, wives, wives and, and girlfriends. girlfriends. 
of uh, football, football players. players. Well, really any sport, but mainly football yes. players. So Colleen Rooney um, is married to Wayne Rooney, mm-hmm. football player who's really butt ugly. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> that whole kind of period of 2004, basically what happened was it was Juicy Couture time yeah. and um, Liverpool really went crazy for it. And the big thing with Scouse Women on a Saturday would be you know, going in a night out is very important in yeah. Liverpool. And Saturday night is oh, the night. It is the night. And it's all glam and kind of expensive and all that kind of stuff, but trashy and wonderful. So all Saturday, the women in Liverpool who are into that walk around in their Juicy Couture tracksuits yeah. with their rollers in their hair. Yes. Like out and about. Yeah. That was the look. Yeah. And it was very specifically Otherwise, how are you going to get that volume for the evening if you don't have your hair in rollers all day? But Curlers. This is it. It's got to be. Curlers. Curlers. Rollers. rollers. Yeah. I think that's a translation. I think they call them curlers here. Oh, do they? Yeah, not oh, rollers. There you go. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, and part of that as well, during that whole period, there was um, a very famous boutique in Liverpool called Cricket. Oh, I found, actually, boy, I, found, I was there. I found, I found this really great image. This is just Colleen Rooney. She's got a couple of cricket bags. Oh, yeah. That's, do you remember that bag? Yeah, that's strong. Oh, a leopard print um, carrier bag. That's Le- great. So, yeah, crickets have really branded themselves with a leopard print carrier bag. Um, and it was all kind of like, so all the f- kind of football footballers' wives and all the wannabes would go there and buy something so they could walk around with the big carrier bag. Yeah. You know, I bet, how many people do you think bought one tiny, like the cheapest thing there, and then used the bag all the time to put like their gym clothes in? Or, or like when you're at school, just put your folders in it. Shove your folders in. Yeah. What, was your, what was your bag that you, that you put your folders in? Because I had, you had your, I had my record bag, which I could only fit like one folder into. Yeah. And then I think, I feel like I had like a JD Sports bag that was like one of those ones that you pulled it, you know, it was like Ooh. with the like string, the string straps. Yes. And then you could wear that over, over the top. The string straps really dig into oh, yeah, your like skin. Really, yeah, because you put way too much stuff into one little oh, yeah. JD Sports bag. I Well, my record bag was from Ted Baker. Of course. We did a, re- a real Ted Baker craze at, at school. But as we've discussed before, either on the podcast or off, you can only fit like one folder in a record yeah. bag. And yeah, and then all the girls at my school, they had Jane Norman bags. Oh, Jane Norman. <laughs> Wait, what about Machino or Moschino? Was that a thing for a while? Uh, Norfolk. Norfolk Didn't get there? It's, it's very specific. Wait, there's one, other, there's one other brand as well, and it's got a heart on it. Not Jane Norman. Miss Selfridge. Miss, oh, no, there was another one. Fuck, what was it called? Pilot? No, no, it wasn't Pilot. Can't remember. Pilot was uni. So anyway, we've got a lovely picture of, uh, we'll put that on the on the um, Instagram. So other famous uh, Scousers I just want to talk about, uh, we've got Mel C, aka Sporty Spice, who could uh, forget. Of course. I mean, she loves Liverpool, the, yeah. the, 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 the fo- I was going to say, the football company. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we don't talk about sport ball on this show. That football company, that Liverpool, football Liverpool football company. company. <laughs> LFC. Yeah, good old LFC. <laughs> um, so Mel- confused with Manchester Football Company. Oh. <laughs> or Manchester City Football Company. They have two. They're all different companies. Yeah, Don't get are. it wrong. Can so- I just tell you just a really quick sidebar about football? I once, at the age of like 24 or 25, discovered that Aston Villa was in Birmingham, not London, because I was on a, like a bus traveling somewhere and I drove past the Aston Villa Stadium and I was like, oh, I thought that was in London. So it was a London team. It's a Birmingham team. None of these words mean anything to me. Okay, so, oh, look, and I also got this lovely picture of um, some lovely ladies in Liverpool ready for a night out. What has, Describe that picture to us, Fraser. Um, I'm seeing three real glamour purses, uh, one with a fake fur, a fake, probably real fur kind of trimmed coat, all wearing uh, rollers in their hair, just did the, <laughs> just strolling along in front of a Millie's Cookies. 
<laughs> Millie's cookies. No. A staple of every single shopping center in the UK. AKA everyone, mall. mall. Everyone had a Millie's cookies. Did you, did you ever have a Millie, like a, a giant cookie for your birthday? Uh, no, I never did. What? But obviously I have a friend called Millie. So, you know, taking Millie to Millie's cookies was always a real laugh. I was just <laughs> remember like, too. when I feel like in school, like there are always people kind of like April, May time, there were so many birthdays and the number of like giant Millie's cookies that were like in the sh- as big as a cake iced with someone's name constantly being brought into school. Well, on my friend Paddy's 30th birthday, uh, slightly off topic, but about cookies, uh, his friend Roisin, she did the most amazing thing. She went to Millie's cookies and got them to recreate the I love you cookie from the episode of Sex of the City that um, Miranda's boyfriend gives to her. Do you remember she eats the whole thing because she's oh, so yeah. uncomfortable and she presented him with that for his birthday. That was perfection. That's really good. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, well done. <laughs> and I'm just going to show you this other picture as well. Who is this? Um, is that... Is that Jennifer Ellison? It sure is. God, another no makeup on. She looks really different. Another wonderful... Jennifer Ellison with a rose in and a day out in Liverpool. Another wonderful example of Liverpool woman. Jennifer Ellison! <laughs> now, Jennifer Ellison yep. originally came to fame on Brookside. Yes. Now, Brookside was a soap opera in the UK. Yep. The only thing I remember at Brookside is there was a storyline where someone got murdered and then they were buried, buried under, under a patio. patio. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Anna Friel had a lesbian kiss in it. Do you oh, remember right. it was like the first lesbian kiss on t- like UK television? Yep. It's set in Liverpool, we should say that. Oh, yeah. Brookside was set in Liverpool, so it had some insane accents. So Jennifer Ellison... Brookside? So Jennifer Ellison came from Brookside. She then broke out as many as, as like, as all our favourites did um, with her own pop career. Oh, God. So I'm just going to play a little <laughs> clip of this. Okay. Let's have a little look. I feel like I can't quite remember this song. No, you don't So that's that. Jennifer Ellison. She was very like, I mean, she's still alive, but she was, <laughs> she was very overly tanned, very blonde. In that video, she's doing a real like wannabe Britney. Yeah, she did the splits in that. What you, you just showed me, it was very good. She sure fucking did. And then she almost made it big because remember, she was in the film version, the movie version of um, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I had completely forgotten about there's, that. There's a moment in time where it's like, wait a minute, is Jennifer Ellison going to become a big deal? <laughs> like, that was a big role. Oh, God, that was scary. Well, what was funny is before, earlier when I was trying to find on Spotify if she was on it, it was like, yeah, Jennifer Ellison's there. And it said, like, 274,000 monthly listens. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I realized it's all just from, like, the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. <laughs> um, just this is a... I'm throwing sidebars at you left and right, but... Um, speaking of soap stars who transition to music, pop music, there's it's too many of them to mention. Um, and I think we're going to get to the Holly Valances and, you know, the Delta Goodrums of it all. Um, oh, my God. Another tangent. I saw Delta Goodrum at work. <laughs> she was in reception at work. Why? I, I don't know. I forgot. Do you remember I said I, there's something I needed to tell you and I couldn't? It was I saw Delta Goodrum. Anyway. So she looked great. I think it was her. Otherwise, it was someone that looked like her. Delta anyway. Goodrum is a classic example of someone who, like, you, you might spot in LA, and, and it might be her, it might I, not be I her. I lingered, I lingered pretending I couldn't find my past, and I heard an accent, so okay. I knew it was Delta Goodrum. My, one of my favourite soap star breakout songs is, do you remember Sky in Neighbours? 
She was called Stephanie McIntosh, and oh, she did yeah. a song called Mistake. Stephanie McIntosh, not from Liverpool. <laughs> Let's get back to Liverpool. Back to Liverpool. Okay, so whatever happened to Jennifer Ellison? So I was having a look. She, she, well, she was in one of, she became a staple, one of our favourites, Loose Woman. <sighs> Loose Woman special. Still need to do that. Yeah, more to come on that, maybe. Okay. Um, so Jennifer Ellison became like a panellist on the UK's version of The View. And what did she talk about? I'll tell you what she talked about. I'm going to play this little clip. Mm. My mum used to have one in the house. This is yeah. like... In a way, it's like cigarettes. Yeah. Now yeah. everyone knows you the danger of cigarettes. You can drive street and without all the blue light shining. And I know, it's like everyone's bedrooms yeah. are bright blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was on them. I got into books when I was 12, so I think I used to sneak in with my fake ID when I was, like, 14. Mm. Shouldn't be saying this. Don't do it at home. What do you think she's talking about? I couldn't, I couldn't understand anything that was happening there. Blue lights in a bedroom, cigarettes... Her sunbed addiction. Oh, of course. <laughs> I should say, um, I've just thought of someone else from Liverpool who's a lot more timely than the people we're talking about. Huh? Um, the, the girl from Killing Eve, the one that won an Emmy recently, she is from Liverpool. Never seen it. <laughs> Does she play Eve or, or Kill? <laughs> She's Kill. <laughs> Eva Sandra O, oh, yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh God, I um, that wrong, I think. So really, I mean, that's most of the things I want to say about Liverpool. I just think, just to hammer home the fact, it's a very specific little city that has a huge personality. So there we are. That is it for Liverpool. So here's the big question. What is the US equivalent of Liverpool? I have an idea, which mm. has actually been submitted. Oh. From I Michael. Have. Oh, okay. So it's like kind of glamour but like a, a very specific type of glamour i want to say jersey but like maybe not um although jersey has like an accent it has like a style it has a look if that if wags lived anywhere in america they probably would be from jersey that's pretty I'm good gonna say jersey i know that's not a town that's a state okay <laughs> jersey city i'm gonna give you a better Hoboken. one i'm keep naming is Hoboken My, and jersey? just just <laughs> Michael suggested Dallas. Ooh. Big hair, new money, lots of sport. Yeah, no, he's right. Pretty good. White people. Uh, white people. And the sport Big element lips. is important because Glamorous. so much of like Liverpool Football Company <laughs> brings money to Liverpool yeah, you're and right. brings part of like the culture of wags and shopping and glamour. So I think it's pretty good. Yeah, Michael's right. He should be on. Why is he not on the show? So weird. In fact, well, I invite every week. I'm like, Michael, why yeah. don't you come and be no a guest on the show? Yeah, exactly. And I just don't hear back from him. Yeah. yeah weird. Let's so, know, Michael. Okay. So anyway, the US equivalent of Liverpool is Dallas. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, we are back. Uh, this is your Welcome America. Every episode we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. So we've done a British topic for the week. We need to do an American one. Fraser, what you got? So um, last night I jumped in a car with uh, four of our close friends and drove an hour to Buena Park in mm. California. Buena Park, the scene of previous episodes such as Medieval Times. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just that. Um, and we took ourselves to a little place called Not Scary Farm. Got a fright. <laughs> oh, wait. Is, wait. How's the dog? He's fine. 
Yeah, he's actually yeah, really not, not at all bothered by my screams. Not triggered by that. Um, so yeah, we took ourselves to Knott's Scary Farm. So what is Knott's Scary Farm? I hear you asking. So there is a theme park in Buena Park, uh, not far from uh, Disneyland, called Knott's Berry Farm, which is this lovely little theme park, which is kind of all themed around jam. Well, it was. I think it was originally a farm. Yeah, it was originally a berry farm, That's it. and it's not berry farm, yeah. um, and it's all about like it's just this very kind of wholesome family uh, theme park. But every Halloween for the well, the whole month of October, not just Halloween, something they do, spooky happens. They do not scary farm. Uh, um, as as fans of pretty shit puns, well, I love that. <laughs> very good. Um, so just to give you the kind of as always the Wikipedia description. Not Scary Farm is a seasonal Halloween event. Uh, it's an event in which the theme park is transformed into 160 acres of horror via a series of roaming monsters, terrifying mazes, and scare zones. Um, <laughs> so, good lord, let me just tell you about this experience. So, uh, we arrived, uh, we parked in this insane parking lot that was like a thousand miles away from everything because it was so busy. Every single tween in California was there because we realized this was the first night, well, the first weekend of Not Scary Farm. Oh. It was so busy. I've never seen so many teenagers and tweenagers like all in one place. It was very disconcerting. I'm not, I'm used to just not seeing teenagers and like kids of that kind of age anymore because they're just like not in my LA. Not in your zone. No, absolutely not. So that was one thing to deal with. And then basically, see, we arrived, we went in. Let me tell you something. You know very well that I love heavy theming in a theme park. Well, bloody hell. Not Scary Farm. Every single thing was spooky. There was cobwebs everywhere. There was, there's smoke, there's lights. The whole place is almost pitch black. There's monsters roaming. Everything was so themed that it was fantastic. So that was just my overall opinion mm-hmm. as I walked in. It hit me. I have never in my entire life been in a horror maze. Did you know that? Even in the what? UK, I was always too scared to go in them as like a teenage child, teenager. And they weren't really, they're not, they weren't really a thing when there we were was, growing up. There was one in Great Yarmouth near where I grew up. They oh. used to have this one that was there all the time. But I do think the people used to be able to grab you because this was in like the 90s. Oh yeah. The 2000s. So I just, and I, I always heard that like horror stories of people going in there and saying they were like grabbed and shoved by all these like teenagers in costumes. So yes, I've never been in a horror maze before, and I uh, experienced it for the first time in my life last night. We oh. went in, I went in six horror mazes last night. Now, bearing in mind, <laughs> you are not the calmest no. of people <laughs> at times. <laughs> so yeah, so I was very, very scared when we went into our first one. Then what it, was the theme of the first one? The first, the first theme was space. So it was your oh. favorite thing. Something's gone wrong on a spaceship. Oh. So we would walk, you walked into like an airlock and it was like, you know, scanning for life forms, blah, blah, blah. It had the, the disembodied female voice that, like, in charge of the ship. Very good. Oh, my Then shave. it was like, then you walked into the next room and it was all these monitors with, like, blood smeared on it. <gasps> and then once you went through, like, another flap. There's lots of flaps that you have to walk through in horror mazes. You went through some flaps and then people started jumping out at us and then... Very much like, like a, a gay bar of a certain time. <laughs> yes, yes, you're so right. Lots of flaps to just kind of and people, navigate. And people through. jumping out at you. Yeah, you're right. So you're saying a horror maze is a lot like a dark room. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, like, I made the mistake, basically, of I got very, very scared, so I put my hood up. I was wearing a, a hoodie. I put my hood up so I felt safe, but then I lost all of my peripheral vision, so every oh, single yeah. person in the costume was suddenly just jumping in front of me, and I was screaming, like, fully, full-volume screaming. It was so scary. And then, by the time we went on the second maze, I calmed down, and I realised they just hide around the corner and it was kind of, I actually had a lot of fun basically. But the second maze we went in was called the deep or the, the depth, the depths. 
something about water but it was like a, a, kind of like a, a mine that had filled up with water and there was like monsters it was so good it had a huge like actual animatronic octopus with like oh, wow. like working arms was so cool and like this one bit where they'd used lasers to recreate to make it look like you were wading through water so like the lasers were at like your stomach height and it looked, so it looked cool. like the surface of water it was so awesome you know um andrew lost his voice for a little while um actually he lost his voice because we went on a roller coaster when we first got there and, and what are you screaming so much yes, his, his screams caused him to lose his voice for a couple of mazes um which i have to say we when we arrived we went on that did you go on the roller coaster ghost rider it's the wooden it's the wooden roller coaster maybe i can't remember let me tell you something wait wait wait. how does it compare to our six flag adventure in terms of roller coasters well we didn't go on as many roller coasters because we were we went on a lot of mazes okay so there were better i felt like i had scarier rides at six flags but then that wooden roller coaster we went on at, at scary farm let me tell you something we went on the first thing we were like let's just go on it we're next to it i thought wooden roller coaster they can't be scary because they're so old mm-hmm. very similar to the one in great yarmouth where i'm from it's like some got some record for being like the oldest roller coaster and it's like not scary apart from thinking you're actually just going to fall off the track well apart from, apart from the fact that it's like the oldest roller coaster yeah, and it's that's operated the with part. a manual brake got, got it got it got it got it <laughs> um, so this one i was like oh it'll be like gentle but kind of like fun it was the scariest thing it was so scary really? and it, went, it went on for a really long time and i like as you know when roller coasters i don't make any noise i was i was in like a i had like a silent mask of fear and then i could hear andrew and then teddy was sitting right behind me and teddy was screaming to a level I've never heard anyone scream before. It was very funny. Well, I think all of this is a really good example of Halloween in the US. I think specifically Halloween in California. Like, people go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's maybe in recent years it started happening in the UK more. Do you know, in my school, we weren't allowed to even mention Halloween because it's to do with Satan. <laughs> Oh my god. I know, how boring is that? <laughs> no, I, I remember specifically when I was much younger, we tried to go trick-or-treating in my friend's village. And people just, it wasn't that people didn't want to talk to, it, just, people just didn't have, like, chocolate for us. They because weren't prepared. They were but, like, what is this? But what did you, did you call knocking it? knocking on people's doors. Did you they call were, it trick-or-treating? Yes, but I think we'd learned that from watching American TV. So we called it, in Scotland as kids, we called it guising. And you'd go out as geysers. And what happened what? was, yep. And when you went to people's Geyser. doors, you had to, you couldn't just like say trick or treat. You would never say that. You had to have like a song or a joke or a performance. You had to earn that, Uh-oh. earn those sweets, earn those sweeties. Oh, the performance. I'm already, I, I, I feel sick to my stomach thinking about the performances you put on for, well, for sweets. Well, <laughs> the performances I put on for sweets. And I, I wasn't a light child. So really, <laughs> I was a very overconfident overweight child so performing for sweets was prime time for me now i tell you one time i went as a wizard and i borrowed my gran's giant purple like she had like a purple fur cape thing and i wore that and i attached lots of christmas decorations to it and um uh, i wore all that i was a wizard and i went to someone's door uh, with a group group of us as kids and when it came around to me they, they said to me now are you a little boy or a little girl and i went I'm a boy! And they said, such a shame. You'd make such a pretty girl. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> a, lot, a lot to unpack in that as a child. Wait, what How did, confusing. What were your best costumes as a kid? Oh, as a kid? See, I didn't do Halloween as a kid. What? As much. We never used to really dress up. I remember, I think once we made costumes out of bin bags. Classic. Like trash bags, and we were like witches, and that's when mm. we were trick-or-treating. Like, we didn't do... We didn't. I didn't do Halloween costumes until I got to university. Oh, and you know what that meant? 
Time to dress like a slut. <laughs> okay, what were, your, what were your best ones at uni? Okay, let me talk about third year at uni. Me and my group of friends, we peaked. We truly peaked. We decided to go as slutty cave women and caveman. I remember one of my friends went to like a fabric shop and just bought this like, I think she bought like one meter of like, uh, you know, leopard print fabric. Yeah. We all used it between like, how many of us were there? There's like six or seven of us. I can't remember. And I just remember all it was, was just everyone just had it strategically. The girls all made like a kind of bikini top Ooh. and like a, a short skirt. And I just, I think I had the leftover material and I had a loincloth and it was so small that it only did up at the top of like at the top and then it split open. So it was not only was it a loincloth, a short loincloth, it had a full exposed thigh as well. Did you wear undies underneath? I did. I okay. pinned it to a pair of Y-front, like Y-front style pants, oh, okay. uh, briefs or whatever. Um, and then we all had like a, a plastic like caveman club. Of course. And then just a few scraps of fabric. We made some like armbands and headbands. And I just remember it was so fucking cold. And I remember walking from my friend's flat to the campus to go to like the the Halloween night at the uni bar and I remember being so so cold because I was just wearing one scrap of fabric around my waist and not like exposed chest and it was like minus something because it was October in London and I just remember getting really trashed and you everyone have else to was, keep keep warm and everyone else was dressed in like you know like spooky witch like especially university budget it was like oh i just bought like a hat and then everyone else was just sitting there <laughs> drinking i just remember it was almost like we did kick the double doors open of the bar and we were just like we're here <laughs> and we were just like slutting around and like i've done lots of like basic slutty costumes as an adult mm-hmm. um i dressed as a cat one year like but it was like i wore like leopard print tights um, and I just remember doing, we went to the, do you, do you ever go to the Swan in London? That god awful club that's like pub that's a club in um, Stockwell. Oh, I didn't, maybe, I don't remember. Oh, we, we, I just remember doing, dressing as a, like a slutty cat going to that. And then I did a photo shoot in the smoking area. They had all these like bins, like all of the bins for the, for the club. I just did this photo shoot as a feral cat in the bins. Oh, that's pretty good. I'm going to see if I can find, find the picture of that. Cause it was quite a stunning night. Was the Swan basically like the dolphin in, in Hackney? Was, yeah, no, the swan is definitely a direct descendant or relation of the dolphin in Hackney. It's that exact same Both thing. Animals. Like a Both ship, animals. Like a ship hub that someone has turned into a club. Um, <laughs> right, okay, back to Not Scary Farm. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait, no, actually, one other thing I wanted to say as well. So, you, like, Halloween is so big in the US and in California in particular. And there's always a moment in September where you go into, it's usually Trader Joe's, and you walk in, you're like, it's happening. <laughs> and you can just smell the pumpkin spiced products oh, yeah. that start like littering. Pumpkin spice is such a wildly popular thing here, isn't it? It's I, so strange. Well, it's so, like everyone's heard like a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It extends to everything. Yeah. Like there could be breads. There could be like pillowcases. <laughs> there could be like, there could be like anything that's pumpkin, pumpkin spice. Pillowcase. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my theories about Halloween in California, especially here in LA, is that Everyone, a lot of people here are tangentially kind of connected to the entertainment industry. There's a lot of people who are trying to break into acting. Mm. A lot of people who might work in like visual effects or who have ambitions to work in visual effects. So I think that Halloween is the month where all of these like adults who have always dreamed of basically playing dress up and pretend finally get have a legitimate reason to do it. Which is why everyone in those horror mazes is, is like a, a budding actor who totally. is like so enthusiastic. And they like really throw themselves into it in a way that sometimes I think in the UK people would be like... Meh. There'd be some people that would do it, but like the the level of commitment in like those hor- those horror mazes last night were like beyond. But- and the people who are walking around the park as well, they like skulk around and they hide in the like, literally hide in the darkness and jump out and scream at people. It just it was great. And also in in the UK, you mentioned like when you were at uni in London, it was really cold at the end of October. Here in the US, in California, 
it's still fucking hot. Yeah. So basically, I would say summer in LA runs till Halloween, and yes. then it turns to winter. Um, so it's quite easy to go out wearing your Slutsville outfit in for Halloween in California. True, true. Uh, speaking of which, uh, for Halloween this year, I know we, have none of, we haven't really discussed if we're going to we do haven't. anything, but we should do something, because I haven't gone out in a costume for a long time. I feel like we should do it. No, we should go out. Okay, you've been talking about Not Scary Farm. I went there a few years ago, and yes, I concur with everything you're saying. The thing that got me is, it was exhausting. Because you're walking around in all <laughs> yeah. these smoky areas, and the number of people jumping out at you, it got yeah. really, really overwhelming and tiring. And did you have the ones where they have like bits of metal, yes. and they scrape it along the ground so yes. sparks fly? Yes. <laughs> Terrifying. I would say, so I was, we, none of us drank. We were all completely sober. It got to, I think maybe like, 12.30 or maybe nearly like 1am. Oh, I think it was like, yeah, like 12.45. I was so tired. I felt like I'd been on like five nights out. I felt like I was drunk and hung over at the same time. Yep. And we went in our final horror maze and I walked around the horror maze just with a face like this. <laughs> just blank. And, and like people were jumping out and I felt nothing. And I said, to, as when we left, I was like, I think we need to go. I was like, I just felt absolutely nothing in that maze. And then you had to drive back like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't too bad on the way back, actually. One thing that's sad about Not Scary Farm now is, uh, for years, they used to have a show there with Elvira. Yeah. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. I mean, I think we need to do, like, do a whole episode on her maybe next Halloween because she is a treat. Yeah. She's basically like female drag queen themed around Halloween <laughs> mixed with a little bit of Morticia Adams yep. mixed with gay man fantasy. Like... <laughs> And was a huge deal here in the 80s but she we went for the final year of Elvira and she her show was wonderfully shit she did all I remember is that she did a cover of um, uh, Megan Trainer like if I were you, if you I were you I'd wanna be me, me too. too or whatever yeah. it is but she changed the words to like boo or spooky <laughs> or something um, and, it, and she sort of just slinked around on the stage That's but the, right. the best part of it was at the very beginning there was a whole package like a 10 minute package of like uh, all the, the commercials and famous things she's ever done and that was just wonderful to watch <laughs> well what I will say I think in the place of where her show was um, we missed it because of the timing that we were there but they had three separate times projected up on the on the wall and it said uh, next hanging 9pm 10pm 11.30 so we were just saying I think they're now just hanging people and like everyone's just like oh yeah it's Halloween well, like, actually, no, no, someone's really genuinely getting hung here it's fucking dark <laughs> oh I just have to do a quick honourable mention to my favourite maze which was like a zombie outbreak maze and you got given like laser guns and you had to shoot the zombies they're wearing these um, these things on their head and when you shot them it went green like, so a, like, a, like a laser, like laser quest, quest laser tag over yeah. here but my favourite part of it I don't know why I kept doing this I kept getting really carried away but the star that work on that maze you kind of get shepherded around by some of these people who are pretending to be in like a military kind of thing so yeah. like they made us line up on this bench and they were like troops we've got to do this and I just kept shooting him in the penis with my laser gun <laughs> but like with trying to say that he didn't notice and every time we got stopped from one of the members of staff ready to go to the next zone I just got real satisfaction about just lightly shooting them with my gun even though I wasn't meant to so I feel like I feel like <laughs> in five years time we're going to refer back to this moment as like your sexual harassment <laughs> awakening moment <laughs> me apologising for shooting the guy at not scary farm in the penis so i've been i was kind of like the kind of uk equivalent there's a very easy one i know that like alton towers and thorpe park i think they all do like a halloween night like a scary night and probably i'm probably thorpe park quite easy to get to from yeah. london people can go yeah. blah, 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 so blah. that's like the obvious answer but Ooh. i have a fake made up answer which i think is the actual equivalent of not scary farm. i don't know where we're going now hear me out okay in california i think that 
I think that Halloween gets the exact same run up and treatment that Christmas gets in the UK. Don't take us. Don't take us there. No, I'm, I'm don't do it. I'm afraid I'm going to have to do it. And I'm going to have to say, unfortunately, because of that, you know, combining a theme park experience with a no. seasonal holiday, which starts far no. too early than it should. The UK equivalent <laughs> of Not Scary Farm is winter fucking wonderland. No! <laughs> no! Oh. Quick, quick explanation. Winter Wonderland fucking is a god awful uh, <laughs> winter Christmas themed uh, theme park oh. kind of uh, fun fair attraction that is in Hyde Park every year in London. M- mixed with those like German Christmas markets. It's the, one of the worst oh. things in the world ever to be made. But I just, you know, I think it actually makes more sense because it has the, the attachment it has to a holiday mm-hmm. that you know, Halloween has to Knott's Berry Farm, that feels like a more, actually feels more relevant than the thought of one of the UK theme parks doing a Halloween night. And quick, just public service announcement for anyone who's just moved to London. Don't. Or, don't. Or for <laughs> anyone who's been in London for a while and they've never got round to it. Don't. don't. Any Americans thinking about going to London and thinking, what would be a nice festive thing to, to do? Don't. don't. They, have a, they have a stall there that specifically sells wooden ties. Like a tie that you could wear around your neck. It's made of wood. What, yeah. what are you going to do with that? Not welcome. Not welcome. Not welcome. All right. Um, so, yeah. So the, <laughs> so, the UK equivalent of Not Scary Farm is Winter Wonderland. Sorry. Sorry. You're welcome. Yeah. Right, we're back. We round out every episode of Your Welcome America with a game of Welcome Not Welcome. We basically mention very British or very American things and we say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. Okay, Fraser, Welcome or Not Welcome, you're up first. Okay, this one is courtesy of my friend Debbie back in the UK. Welcome or Not Welcome, the term bunking off. Oh, that's a phrase I haven't <laughs> I, thought about no, for a while. She messaged me. I said, what are you up to? And she told me that she was bunking off work. <gasps> oh, probably shouldn't mention that. Sorry, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> bunking off is like sky- Bunk- skiving. Skiving. Oh, oh my God. It's just a great word. Yeah, bunking, and, bunking off and skiving is uh, playing hooky. That's the UK, there US you. equivalent is great. playing hooky. So it's like... Bunking off. Yeah, I like that. you like, oh, bunk off school today. Do you think it's got something to do with like army bunks? Probably. We used to... My, my The best bunking off we used to do was when we were at, um, at high school. My friend Leah lived really close to school. So there was some time in our last year at school we used to bunk off and we used to go to Leah's and like just like eat food and watch TV it was so good welcome I'm saying welcome very welcome okay welcome or not welcome the phrase doozy Oh, I don't know. As in, like, that. that's a real doozy. That's a real doozy. That's a phrase I've only really become aware of in the US. So doozy is like it's meant to be like a real one of a kind. I don't think I've ever said the phrase. What you have? That was a real doozy. You have. Have I? You have used it to me, and I thought, oh, have so, I? Yeah, you have. What? I promise that's you, a doozy. It's a oh real yeah, doozy. No, I just heard myself do it. Then yeah. yeah, yeah, I have said it. Oh, welcome then. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, welcome, not welcome. What next? Uh, welcome or not welcome? Ranch. Very American thing. I mean, I think you know how I feel about ranch. You probably fucking love it. Oh no, wait, no, you hate. You, you know, hate. You know, I hate wet, any kind of wet food. You just I like hate a, a creamy sauce. Much, much like my dog <laughs> Fabio, the, the You're Welcome America studio dog, who just loves a bit of dry food. Absolutely. If okay. you can take any moisture out of a meal and give it to me, then I think I need one of those like dehydrated <laughs> love- like space food. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, you should go to space. I really should. <laughs> So yeah, for me, ranch, not welcome. Disgusting. Okay. Welcome, not welcome. The phrase poly bag. What the hell's a poly bag? You know what a poly bag is? It's like, a, it's like, you know, if you go to the supermarket in the UK and you get like a Tesco plastic bag. Oh, it's a poly bag. A poly Can bag. Can I call it that? Oh, I think we're, 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 we're in Scotland. That, we're, we've reached that Scotland. I mean, original thing. <laughs> so I think it's like, it's short for like, is it 
polythene polythene bag poly bag poly bag oh yeah i'll tell you what they started charging 5p for those poly bags it sounds like something you'd like you'd bury your parrot in what (laughs) what to kill your parrot (laughs) no i meant like to give it a burial you'd be like oh put it in the poly bag i mean you'd also would kill it if you put tell you what in the 90s if you put a poly bag over your head over an animal's head yeah you would kill it god do you remember that in the 90s there was always that thing about putting plastic bags on your head yeah, it was a real thing. Yeah, I just remember, I remember it being a real thing and being like, don't put a plastic bag on your head. You're <laughs> like, going to suffocate. You're like, oh, take it off then. Yeah, I like, well, why did I have a plastic bag on okay, my head? Okay, the phrase poly bag, welcome, not welcome. Um, I mean, welcome because I've never heard it before. Okay, okay, welcome. You're up. Okay, my final welcome, not welcome um, is courtesy of uh, a discussion at work about uh, deodorants. And I was like, welcome, not welcome, links Africa. Oh, no, not... I can say not welcome not instantly. Welcome, not welcome. But the reason it came up is because we there was some talk of it and I realised that Axe Body Spray and Lynx are the same company because yeah. I looked it up. Yes. So they, the US equivalent is Axe Body Spray. But then I, we were talking about it and I was like, oh yeah, did you have one that was called Axe Africa? Because we had Lynx Africa. And this guy I worked with was like, no, you can't have a fragrance called Africa. And I was like, oh, and it had African colours on the head. <laughs> and then I was like, hang on a second. This is, why did we accept Lynx Africa? What an insane name for a deodorant. Does that still exist? I don't know. We should, I wonder if you can still, I think you can still get Lynx Africa. I mean, I know the, smel- you, the smell of a Lynx Africa is just like the school changing room. I'll tell you who probably still uses Lynx Africa and Lynx Body Wash. Your brother. No, 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 no. God, no. You know, he's, oh, he'd be using that he, He's upgraded. Yeah. Uh, our favourite listener, Ollie. I bet Ollie still has a Lynx Africa product knocking around in his cupboard. Ollie, if you could get in touch. Now, when you get in touch, I don't want to hear any snash. I don't want to hear any, like, feedback to me specifically. Smash. Okay. Do you know the word snash? You really, you've gone <laughs> so Scottish. What's happened? So my, my dad would be like, my dad would say like, oh, yo, stop giving me snash, you guy. No. It's, it's like, snash is like criticism. <laughs> You've really... What's ha- have you had a phone call with your dad today or something? I spoke something? to my brother. Yeah. <laughs> and I spoke to my cousins who are very English. Oh, there you so, go. Mm, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> You've reconnected with, with the, uh, okay, with the but, home. Okay, <laughs> but Ollie, if you could just get in touch and just give us just give us a breakdown of what is going on with Links Africa, okay? Thank you, Ollie. Um, okay, and finally, uh, welcome or not welcome, the phrase, how long is a piece of string? <laughs> what? Do you know that phrase? I do know that phrase. Is that... Is so that it's not a thing British? here. Oh, it's, it's not? It's very British. So the other day... Dealing with my plumber. We've, I tell you what, we've been going through the renovation works at the You're Welcome America studios, and we're dealing with the plumber. I was saying to the plumber, I know this is very much a question of how long is a piece of string, but how long do you think this piece of work is going to take? And he, both he and Jesse, who are American, looked at me and like, what? <laughs> how long is a piece of string for the Americans out there? It's basically like, oh, it could be any length. So there's, there's no way of saying how long. I like that phrase. It's a good phrase, isn't it? How long is it? a piece of string? Where does that come from? Philosophy. I was like, well, I thought you, um, I was going to say, what's the etymology? And then you said philosophy, and you really threw me. <laughs> you were what's like, the philosoph- you were like, philosophology. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so confused. Just, it's just like, okay, try answering the question. How long is a piece of string? Well, I you can't it, answer it. Well, I guess it could be any length. Exactly. <gasps> <laughs> we <laughs> we're scholars. <laughs> All right, I, I have a degree, okay, but it's, as I've said before, it's in English literature and film studies, so I can watch films and read books at a degree level. Okay, I can't help with these philosophical questions. Right, on that note, I think we're done. Uh, You're welcome. Okay, so do get in touch on Instagram. You are welcome, America. You can uh, leave us a comment. You can just give us some snash, whatever you want. Um, Do follow us on Spotify Podcast. Well, I mean, you would never spell it. You just say it. S-N-A-S-H. C-H-O. Oh, no, there's not a C. 
Or you can uh, f- you can like us and rate us and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. Please do, because we do enjoy that. We do. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. Bye. In the words of Anne Robinson. Oh, my God. Look, I'm, look, I'm really trying to make this happen. Okay, so just work with me. In the, the words, words of, of Anne Robinson, Robinson at the end of the week, I think. Goodbye. Goodbye. Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.